He knows his stuff and sure enough it's shooting the bull with Tom Snow. Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow. I'm your host Tom Snow and today we are going to be doing another episode of America's Forgotten Wars. And today's episode is going to be about the Mexican-American Border War. So I'm recording this on Monday night, so if you guys are doing some kind of uh, Margarita Monday or Taco Tuesday, this is the episode for you. Alrighty, so a little background. So the war was fought between 1914 and 1919. The two sides, it was basically the United States of America versus Mexico, basically. So Mexico was in the middle of the Mexican Revolution, which took place between 1910 and 1920. The revolution was a result of a fraudulent election that saw the very unpopular President Porfirio Diaz be re-elected in a landslide. Now, many different factions rose up against President Diaz's regime, but it was not long before these different regimes and factions started fighting each other as well as President Diaz. As a result, there was basically a new Mexican government every year or two, and none of these governments really had much control over the entire country. So to sum it all up, Mexico is kind of a rogue state, um, and that's not something you want if you're a neighboring country like the United States. So the location. So the war was fought along the Mexican-American border, better known as the future location of the Great Wall of Trump. No, I'm just kidding. That's, That's not what it's known for. Uh, The cause of the war was because Mexican bandits were raiding American border towns, and the United States was not too happy about that. So how did the war begin? So the first conflict occurred when nine American sailors landed in the Mexican coastal town of Tampico to simply buy some coal for their ship. So pretty routine thing. While they were doing this simple errand, the nine sailors were arrested by Mexican soldiers and thrown into a local jail. While none of the Mexican factions had any real beef with the United States, many people in Mexico were still angry over the Mexican-American War, which only only happened like 70 years beforehand. And without any real government to stop them, a lot of these Mexican soldiers just kind of took matters into their own hands. So the Mexican commander in Tampico realized this was a mistake and released the soldiers with an apology. However, this was not good enough for the United States, which was, pretty, which was pretty pissed off. In response to the Tampico affair, President Woodrow Wilson ordered the United States Navy to capture the city of Veracruz. Now, Veracruz is one of the most important port cities in Mexico. So part of the reason the U.S. wanted to do this was simply just to flex its muscles and show the Mexico and the rest of the world who the alpha male was on the block. On April 21st, 1914, 8,000 American sailors and Marines captured the city after a long battle that left 21 Americans and 1,200 Mexicans dead. So most of the Mexican casualties in this battle were actually civilians, unfortunately, and many of them were killed because several American battleships actually bombarded the city of Veracruz with 12-inch cannons, or 12-inch guns. So the U.S. occupied Veracruz for seven months, which was which the local Mexican population was not too happy about. I should also add that the United States actually occupied Veracruz during the real Mexican-American War. So an American army 
occupying Veracruz probably brought back some bad memories. So enter Pancho Villa. So in response to the Mexican occupation of Veracruz, a famous Mexican bandit named Pancho Villa began leading the raids along the Mexican-American border. So Pancho Villa was the leader of one of the warring Mexican factions and controlled most of northern Mexico. On March 9, 1916, Pancho Villa launched a raid on Columbus, New Mexico, located three miles north of the border. So what happens with the Battle of Columbus? So Villa and his men ambushed the city of Columbus at daybreak, catching the Americans completely off guard. The city was actually guarded by 300 American soldiers of the 13th Cavalry Regiment, which was 10 times more men than Villa had anticipated. He anticipated Columbus to be guarded by about 30 men. There were actually 300 men, so not good for Vila. Vila's bandits destroyed much of the town, but was were eventually beaten back when the American soldiers were able to bring up a machine gun, which kind of evened the odds just a tiny bit. So that brings us to the per Blackjack Pershing's expedition. So in response to these raids, President Wilson ordered General Blackjack Pershing, a hero from the Spanish-American War, to lead 5,000 soldiers into Mexico with the, objective of, with the objective of capturing Pancho Villa. Pershing's brigade also included a squadron of airplanes to be used for aerial reconnaissance, making this the first time airplanes will be used in combat in American military history. So Pershing defeated Pancho Villa's bandits at the Battle of Guerrero, but failed to capture Pancho Villa himself. After a very unsuccessful manhunt for Pancho Villa, Pershing and his men finally returned to the United States in 1917 when it became clear that the Mexican people were becoming increasingly hostile towards the American soldiers. To be fair to the Mexicans, the United States was not allowed to simply send its army to invade a country it wasn't at war with. If you have listened to a few of these episodes already, you might realize that America kind of had a bad habit when it came to doing this. In 1917, the war kind of takes an interesting twist, thanks to something called the Zimmerman Telegram. While the Mexican border war was going on, the rest of the world was fighting World War I. While America was technically neutral up until this point, it was supplying the British and French, much to the chagrin of Germany. Hoping to take advantage of the border war, Arthur Zimmerman, the German Secretary of State, sent a telegram to Mexico proposing a military alliance against the United States. In this proposal, Germany propo promised to help Mexico take back Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico. However, the telegram was intercepted by the British, who happily handed, handed it, it, it over to the United States. In large part to the Zimmerman telegram, the United States declared war on Germany and entered World War I on the side of the Allies. While Mexico did not enter World War I, Germany did send many military advisors over to Mexico to help train the Mexican bandits. So in August of 1918, a large Mexican army actually attacked the American garrison at Nogales, Arizona. But, the Mexican, but this Mexican army was defeated when a regiment a regiment of buffalo soldiers arrived to reinforce the American garrison. For those of you who don't know what a buffalo soldier was, a buffalo soldier was a nickname for an African-American soldier who fought on horseback. So when you hear the Bob Marley song, Buffalo Soldier, now you know what a buffalo soldier is. 
It was rumored that several German officers were leading the Mexicans in this battle, but sources cannot confirm this. So in 1919, the Americans finally teamed up with one of the Mexican factions, and together they defeated Pancho Villa in a battle near El Paso, Texas. Pancho Villa finally agreed to cease hostilities against both the United States and the new Mexican government. He would go on to live as a peaceful rancher for four years until he was assassinated by one of his old rivals. So Pancho Villa did not live happily ever after. Now let's go to our new key takeaway sections as recommended by many of my listeners. Some key takeaways. The war was a result of Mexican bandits raiding American towns along the border. Since there was no legitimate Mexican government to stop it, the United States simply took matters into its own hands and invaded Mexico. This also became a minor chapter in World War I when, Germans, when the Germans tried to help the Mexican bandits, which just goes to show you that World War I was actually a world war. Um, also, we're not going to do an episode on World War I because, again, this is America's Forgotten Wars, and I assume most of you have heard of World War I. If you haven't, there are plenty of resources out there available for you. So last but not least, the United States did not really gain anything from this war. Its objective was to simply stop Mexican raids on American soil, and it did that pretty successfully. The Mexican-American border, however, has been a bit of an area of tension between the two countries ever since, and has been a huge area of tension over the past four years. Alright, and that concludes today's episode. Happy Taco Tuesday or Margarita Monday, whatever it might be for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to hearing you on our next episode. Adios. Well, that concludes today's episode of Shooting the Bull. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to, and join us next time when we shoot more of the bull with Tom Snow.